Uh, today, we are continuing on with a series called All I Want for Christmas, and we have a special treat for you today, and that is that you get to hear from our elders today. Uh, I have the privilege, and it is an incredible privilege, of serving with these godly men who love the Lord, who love you, who love this church. And so I'm going to ask guys, come on up on stage and join me here. And we decided today that we would take some time because each week we're kind of having let you hear from a different perspective from, some, from someone that says, all I want for Christmas is this. You know, this is what's most meaningful to me. And today we're going we're gonna to involve our elders in that. So, uh, so we're, we're grateful for that opportunity. And uh, I, I know that you will enjoy having the chance to hear from them. Uh, as I said, these, these men are, are awesome. They've been great friends. They've been great mentors. And uh, uh, just everything we do together has been super. You're good. You're, you're good. Wherever you want me to be, I'll, I'll jump in. So, um, so guys, thank you. And by the way, if, uh, just so to make sure everybody knows who everyone is, Dave Dryden here. Yeah, you can introduce yourself. you got a mic there, don't you? You can, you can do it yourself. Good morning. <laughs> I'm Dave Dryden. Yeah, there you go. That's the shortest comment Dave has ever made in his entire life right there. So that was, that was good. Rick Hoff. He's giving okay. me a time limit which I can speak this morning. <laughs> uh, yes, as Blake already mentioned, I'm Rick Hoff. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I'm Ron Johnson. There you go. So you got to hear from Ron leading us in communion earlier. So, um, you know, I just asked these guys to be thinking about, you know, what is it that's most meaningful to Christmas? And we had a chance to kind of, you know, talk through it uh, a little bit on Wednesday, a couple times a month. We get together on Wednesday nights and we pray together and uh, just share what's going on, read scripture and kind of hold each other accountable, pray for our church, those kinds of things. And so we had a chance to share a little bit this week. So, Ron, I'm going to ask you to start, if you don't mind. What is it about Christmas that is most meaningful for you? Well, I absolutely love Christmas, even though Dave doesn't. <laughs> I'm kidding. Man, everybody's uh, picking on you this morning, Dave. What's up with that? <laughs> but no, I really do. I love Christmas. Favorite time of the year. But I uh, wanted to start with kind of a, it's not really a Christmas verse, but it's a, a verse that uh, I think is awesome and very uh, applicable for uh, what I want to share with you. Uh, Genesis 2.18, it says, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So from the very beginning, family was important to God. And for me, that's what Christmas is all about, is family. Uh, I grew up with just an incredible family, a godly family. And uh, uh, so family is so important to me. Uh, but from the very beginning, family is important to God. And even in Luke uh, chapters 1 and 2 where, you know, we, we find the Christmas story and uh, we also hear that uh, about the birth of John the Baptist and obviously about Jesus. And uh, we know, or maybe you don't know, that they were family. They were cousins. And so uh, there's a family aspect there. And Mary came and visited with Elizabeth, which is also family, and found support and encouragement there. And uh, the family is established as God spoke to both Mary, or before that, had both spoke to Mary and then uh, later to Joseph as well. And uh, so started to put that family together. So they went as a family. Mary and Joseph went as a family to Bethlehem for the census. And uh, they arrived at the stable as a family. And, of course, they were there for the birth of Christ as a family as well. And uh, as I said, family has always been important to me. And uh, Christmas time, even more so for family. And I can remember uh, when I was really young, probably five or six years old, that uh, it wasn't the only time, but I can remember this one in particular, that uh, we had Christmas at my grandparents' house. And at that time, uh, in, in somewhat now, but maybe not as big as what it was then, but at that time, 
my grandparents were there. Uh, of course, my family was there, my, my, uh, my parents and my two sisters, and then all my aunts and uncles, and then all my cousins were there as well. So there was a lot of people in this little pretty small house. I remember one Christmas in particular that uh, uh, we had done the gift thing and uh, had the big meal. And then uh, probably because we were rowdy and uh, out of control, all the cousins, all the kids got sent outside. And uh, uh, this Christmas, uh, I grew up in Kansas, so it actually snows in Kansas. So this Christmas we were outside and it was snowing. So it was a pretty big snowstorm, so we're playing in the snow. Uh, this was late in the afternoon, and it actually went into, you know, we're obviously this time of year, the sun goes down early, so the sun went down. We're still outside playing in the snow, having a great time. And I stopped for a moment. I don't know why, other than probably God stopped me and when I was five or six years old, and I stopped and looked into the house and the windows, saw all the lights, and uh, saw my grandparents, my parents, my aunts and uncles, and it just felt so good to me. It just felt so warm and so peaceful and uh, so encouraging, and my family is so encouraging and so supportive. And so for me, family is just so important this time of year. Hmm, that's really cool. And, I, I, you know, I think it is for most people, uh, really, frankly, Christian or not. You know, Christmas is a time that we emphasize being together as a family, which is a good thing. I think that's something that, that we can celebrate but as followers of Christ, I think all of us also feel this desire to make it deeper than that, right? We want to lead our families spiritually. So I'm curious for, for each of you, what are some things that have helped you and your family and your experience maybe before or even now to have a Christ focus during the Christmas season with your family? Well, for me, uh, when our kids were younger, they're, they're older now and all have their own families. But when my kids were younger, we, it was very important for us, obviously, to read the Christmas story out of Luke 2. And uh, so we would actually, uh, at first it was me, uh, being the head of the family, would read it every year. And then we actually started having our kids read it as well. And uh, the really, really cool thing about that <clears throat> is, is now that we have grandchildren <clears throat> and our grandsons, they actually read the Christmas story, not only at their house, but they have at our house as well. And so that's, it's just so cool to see that heritage continue generation after generation. So that's just so important. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. Rick, what about you? I know you had shared a, a story with us recently, yeah, too. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to share a uh, recent family event. Um, uh, matter of fact, it only occurred a couple of weeks ago. Um, about every two years, uh, our extended family gets together and spends a week. Uh, and, and this year, uh, we went to uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and hiked in the Great Smokies for several days. And uh, um, for those young families, I don't know if there's any out there at the 8 o'clock service, but uh, I have a dirty little secret to tell you. Um, we have kids, so you'll give us grandkids. <laughs> right. <laughs> that doesn't mean we love you any less, but we're looking forward to those grandkids. And I know Blake and Sean are probably thinking of that someday as well. It'll come someday, I'm sure. Yep, so. and as well as Dave and Amy. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, while we were there, uh, we, had, uh, we took many hikes and uh, saw the uh, beauty of God's creation. Um, all the f fall colors, there were still many leaves on the trees, and um, uh, we just enjoyed being out there in nature together as a family. Um, one of the things that we did to bring God into uh, that fellowship, that family fellowship, uh, was a special family time that I asked each of uh, our three families. We have 
three adult children who are married and have uh, children of their own. And I asked uh, every night, a different family would prepare dinner, and I asked the father to lead the blessing. But after uh, the meal was over, I had asked each of them in advance to share some attribute of God that was most meaningful to them. And I was anxious to hear from my own children, but I was really anxious to hear what my grandchildren said. And uh, one of my grandchildren is only 11 years old, and he said the attribute of God that means most to him is his forgiveness. Now, that blew my mind for an 11-year-old to have that sense that he needed to be forgiven. So uh, that was so encouraging to me. Um, we know that salvation is some, it's not something that we inherit, but it's nice to have see that your children become believers and your grandchildren become believers. And that was a conviction that he had as a young believer. Uh, and then... Uh, um, another one of our grandchildren, matter of fact, our only granddaughter, who she's the only grandchild, our only granddaughter on both sides, so she really is spoiled, but she's quite <laughs> cute. Um, I asked Emmy, I said, Emmy, what, what do you think of when you think of God? And she said, I think of all the flowers he made and all the animals and the trees and the stars. So she was um, signifying that she loved God as the creator of all things. And so that bought, brought great joy to my heart to hear my grandchildren uh, tell us all what God meant to them individually. Yeah, and I, the thing I love about that story, Rick, is that you were intentional about encouraging that. And I, you know, I do think sometimes we, we may underestimate what kids are capable yeah. of, you know, grasping and even communicating around the, you know, the, the true meaning of this season and who God is. So that's, that's a cool experience. Dave, for you. Well, I, th I think I need to clarify. I said I don't like to decorate for Christmas. <laughs> Not that I don't like Christmas. Uh, so there is a difference there. And I also said I like Thanksgiving because it's like Christmas without all the pressures of having to buy stuff and all the materialism. So uh, they took that out of context. <laughs> I like Christmas. Love Jesus. Um, but... Uh, you know, a family memory for us, about maybe 25 years ago, my father started kind of this family tradition, and he would send out a, a list of scriptures, and he said, we're going to have a family scripture reading time Christmas Eve. Um, now, originally, it was not necessarily something I was looking forward to. I thought it was kind of a chore. Let's just check this box off so we can get to kind of more fun stuff. But over the years, it was it, it's actually developed into a, kind of a precious time for our family. In fact, uh, when we had kids, even before our kids could read, Amy would work with them on memorizing their part so they could uh, participate in the reading of the scripture, but just to see them doing it from memory. Uh, and so it was just a, a great memory to have. But as our family has grown, as our kids have, have grown, as some of our, um, my sister's kids now have gotten married and there's, there's significant others, now it's, it's actually expanded to where there's this long kind of ability to go over and read scripture uh, together for Christmas Eve. But what's interesting is that we kind of think of Christmas as a point in time, but my father puts these scriptures together to really uh, go over kind of the, the prophecies of Christ. So scripture from Isaiah and Jeremiah and stuff that point to Christ coming. Then we read scriptures about Christ coming, and then we read scriptures about Christ and what will be. 
uh, all the way in through Revelation. So it's this interesting picture of Christ all the way through Scripture, not just the Christmas story. And it helps put in context that the Christmas is not just, an, just a, a quick event that somehow came on the scene. It was pivotal, pivotal to history past and history future and bringing everything together. That's cool. I'm curious, do you have a copy still of that, what he's put together there? I do. Right. I do. I'd, I'd love for you to send that to me because I, I mentioned it to Sean. She's like, I'd love to get a copy of that, so there may be some others. So reach out to me if you want to get a copy of that. I'd, yeah. I'd love to pass that on. So that's, that's just a cool element. I, I like that that's not, like you said, not just this one point in time, but leading up to and then where it's going from there. That, that's pretty cool. So Rick, what else? So we talked about family. What else, what, what was it that came to mind for you? Yeah, so uh, it's the uh, word hope. Uh, matter of fact, that was the first Advent candle, if you recall, that we, we lit. Um, so over 2,000 years ago, uh, a baby was born, and he brought hope to the world at that point in time. Now, these were people that were occupied. Um, they were heavily taxed. They were marginalized. But worst of all, they were separated from God for their sin. And uh, Jesus came to redeem those people and us today back onto the Father who created us. Um, so um, we rest today in the hope of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. Um, there's a verse in Hebrews that speaks to hope that I want to read. It tells us, this is actually Hebrews 11.1. It says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So let's talk about confidence. Uh, let's talk about hope from the secular standpoint. So I may say, I hope that the Cowboys are gonna make it into the Super Bowl this year. We'll see. <clears throat> but when I say my hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ, that's a different kind of hope. Mm -hmm. Hebrews tells us that faith is confidence in what we hope for. We can take that to the bank. And assurance about what we do not see. Let's talk about that. All right. So obviously you've, you've seen God's hand in your life where he has provided for you. He's protected you. Um, but there are things that go on behind the scenes that we never see. So when we put our trust in God, not only in him, what we see that he does, but also in his character. Um, I did a study on, on the character of God, and I found 14 different attributes, and that's what I used to prompt my family to share that time. And I think the one that's most meaning, meaningful for me is his faithfulness. I think back over my many years and all the times that he has been faithful to me. He's um, kept me away from things that I shouldn't have done, uh, he's encouraged me, um, and he has adopted me as his son. And that gives me great hope. Amen. Absolutely. That's a good one. Dave, what about for you? Well, one of the things that I look forward to around the Christmas time is, is just a time of kind of taking a break and, and finishing up a year. Uh, you know, that, that time between Christmas and New Year's, it's exactly a week. And it, it's always been kind of a time that I've used, to, you know, around the house and my business, things like that, just to kind of clean up, get things wrapped up from a busy year, but really start looking more forward to what's coming. 
Uh, I mean, in fact, when, when Christ came, it really represented a new beginning. And so mm -hmm. there were a lot of new things. We even started a new calendar system when, you know, dating system when Christ came. So, um, you know, there was, Christ really represents something new. And so I always look forward to Christmas because it's kind of this next phase of going into this next year. And I want to encourage you guys, be, be restful this Christmas season, be mindful of things, but also start looking forward to what is to come. Uh, for some of you, you may want to put certain things this year behind you, uh, but really look, at, look forward to and with excitement and with a bold faith of what's coming on. In fact, Amy and I have been kind of looking at what's going to happen in 2022 for us as a couple, as a family, and we're praying about certain things, and we're actually praying for, for a bold faith in some areas that... Uh, are new for us, and so it's going to be kind of an exciting time, but we're also looking forward to it being uh, this, this revelation time as well, where God reveals things to us, and what we're not wanting to do, we're not wanting to pray for such an abundance that it doesn't cause us to have to rely on God, and sometimes I, I, I see that, where people just pray, God, give me stuff, so that you actually don't have to depend upon God, and does that make sense, where you can kind of where instead of having a faith, we pray for stuff. And, and we were encouraged through a podcast that we listened to over the past week of, of praying for faith so that God would give us what we need. And so we're really praying for that for this next year, looking forward to a new beginning for us in some areas. So it, it's an exciting time. Yeah, that's good. I love that. You got something to add to yeah, that? Yeah, like yeah. you were talking about, well, Rick was mentioned the word hope. And uh, so I, I was thinking about that and to me, I mean, I guess it would just be my definition for hope is that it's something to look forward to. And so uh, for those of us that know Christ and are secure in that, we have hope. We know that we have something to look forward to that when the day comes that we no longer take a breath here on earth, that we're going to be with God in heaven. And uh, so we think about the opposite of that, hopelessness, that means nothing to look forward to. And so uh, I ask that we pray for those that don't know Christ, because can you imagine what that would be like to have nothing to look forward to? And so um, I guess that's what I think about, you know, especially during this season about the word hope. Yeah, that's really, really good. And I, I, that's, a, that's a great note to kind of bring things to a head as just an encouragement for each of you to know that there is hope, you know, that God does have a plan and all that. I, I, there's so much encouragement there, the family element, the you know, the, the focus on hope, the, the new beginnings aspect to it. I, that's, that's a great point that you bring up. A lot of times we think of Christmas as, you know, it's, it's busy and all that, but it's almost like let's just get through it. And then when New Year's comes, then we start thinking about where we want to go. But why not use this season where Jesus came to give new beginnings, you know, to be the, why not use that time? So all just great encouragement. And I, I would encourage each of you to find ways to be intentional about uh, just pouring into your, your faith, as we're talking about building your faith during the Christmas season. And uh, you know, we had kind of stumbled on something. Actually, this Friday night, we were invited by some friends uh, to go to a movie to see the chosen Christmas special. And I didn't have any clue what to expect, but it's just a worship experience is what that is. And it was a chance to refocus Christmas around an aspect of worship and just understanding it from that perspective. So there, and I share that to say there are ways out there that we can be intentional, right, about, okay, let's make this a time. We all say that every year, you know, we want to be God-focused, we don't want to, but finding ways to do that, and I would just encourage you to do that, and I would also echo what Ron said. The only place we're going to find peace, the only place we're going to find hope is in Christ, 
And uh, man, just either run toward him if you haven't before to trust him with all your heart. But if you know him already, this is a great season to pour into that relationship even further and um, just to ask God, you know, to, to stir your faith. And so let's pray that now. Let me just pray that over, over each of us and over our church family, that God would really stir our faith to a deeper relationship this Christmas season. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the birth of Christ. Thank you for this Advent season, this, this time of new beginnings, the time where we find peace and hope and, as, as Rick's grandson said, forgiveness. All of those things, Lord, we, we see through the coming of Jesus. And so my prayer now, Lord, is that you will stir each of our hearts to a deeper relationship with you or those that don't know you into a relationship with you. God, let us love you and follow you passionately with all of our hearts, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.